on this fantastic Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day to everyone today. We want to give a big thank you to all of those who have served. And uh, we, we obviously want to remember all of those who have, who have served uh, and, and paid the ultimate sacrifice for the freedoms that we enjoy here in America. So we can enjoy things like LSU sports. And uh, as you know, we're, 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 we are believers and, and Christians and, and, and in ministry, and we can uh, practice our right of freedom and religion, and, and that's a huge blessing to us. So um, thank you to all those who serve so we can enjoy those freedoms. But that is not the only thing we're celebrating today. Is it, Zach? No, it's not. It is May 30th, Zach. What is May 30th? Mm, it might be somebody's birthday. Maybe somebody's birthday. Somebody it is, important. It is our father's birthday. Dad, That's right. Dad, happy birthday from Zach and I and everyone here at TA. Everyone in the comments, fire in those happy birthday comments for our dad. It is his birthday. Um, we won't say how old he's turning. <laughs> we will not say that for for the, for his sake. This is he's his not, day. He, he really does look really good for his age. To be yeah, he, like, completely he, honest, he looks really good for his he's, age. Like, he's a young and for you know he looks good. Yeah, and and Al, Al Landry said, "Happy birthday, Mister." Happy birthday! Thank you, Al. We appreciate that. Uh, I'm sure Dad appreciates that as well. Um, Dad means a lot to us. Um, uh, he is the Dad is the reason you know we love LSU and 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 I mean if if you want to say it, I mean he's kind of the reason we we do the show because. If it wasn't for our, you know, fandom in LSU, we wouldn't be doing the show. So, exactly. uh, y'all can thank Dad for uh, raising us to love the Purple and Gold Tigers. So, uh, Dad, we love you. Happy birthday to you. We hope your day has been special. Um, so, uh, we we love you, and we we're, we're hoping you're watching this so you can see this live. So may, maybe Simon figured out uh, how to put <laughs> it up for for you so you could see this. So, all right, Zach. So we, we, we also, we wanted to say thank you for, for letting us, uh, we, we kind of had a little vacation this past weekend. Zach was in Branson. Um, uh, my son was off with his grandparents. So my wife and I were out doing things and enjoying, uh, some time to ourselves. So we appreciate y'all and understanding us putting a, putting the show aside so we can, uh, have some downtime and, and enjoy that time. So, but we're back and there's plenty to talk about, uh, first and foremost, we need to address the SEC tournament. Last uh, episode, we we previewed the SEC tournament with uh, former pitcher and national champion, Mr. Chris Demoy. 
Uh, we again appreciate him coming on and, and discussing that. Was, that was awesome. And a lot of that, you know, um, kind of played out the way we discussed. You know, we said it would probably be McHale. You go with your guy, and then you'll see the uh, against probably most likely Tennessee, Ty Floyd. And that, you know, that's how it played out. Um, so, Zach, what were your takeaways? Now, you know, we said we wanted to go, which this kind of plays into our next segment a little bit, and, and we'll um, we'll discuss that. But, you know, we kind of said maybe it would, we would feel safe if we went two and two, we could host, um, and and we, we went one and two. Uh, and, and it is what it is. But, Zach, give me your thoughts and your, your – uh, your, your, opinions about how it played out in Hoover for the Tigers. Obviously going one and two, winning against Kentucky, losing to Tennessee, losing to Kentucky the next. Yeah. I, I would have much rather preferred to see them go two and two. I, I know whenever we had our last podcast that uh, me, Chris, and you all predicted us to go two and two, and I wholeheartedly believe that. Um, so it was it was disappointing to see them come out flat against Kentucky in game three in Hoover because you really played a really competitive game against Tennessee. I, I mean, you, yeah, did. you did outside of you some did. amazing defensive plays that Tennessee made, you hung with them and against one of the best ace in the country. And you, you shot yourself you, in the foot. You, you were hitting on the dude. Like yeah. you were hitting on them. Uh, they were barreling the ball up. They couldn't get one to go out the yard. And it, it really felt like they kind of had to have one of those in order to, breakthrough with this game and and defeat Tennessee. Collier Cranford, I, I mean, I know yeah. stats didn't pop, yeah. but I mean he had a great hit. I mean, that's yeah. a double, that's a double every day, just about. And the Tennessee outfield, right outfielder just made a fantastic play. If that yeah, ball drops, if that ball drops, you're scoring two runs and you and you're and you've tied the I think at that point they would have tied the game or either taken the lead. If I, actually they would have taken the lead because they it, that's when it was three to two they'd come back and I think if he hits that ball they take the lead but nonetheless they he that makes, was that I was before make, we scored that was before we scored before we, we, had scored. Not, we hadn't scored any yet either yeah. way they they took away two runs from you yeah that would have scored that that you did not get that inning yeah and so that was massive that was massive um in, in in game three, and I honestly, because I was on the vacation, I didn't get to. I didn't really watch any of game three. So Reagan, you'll have to give me more info on game three. Um, but I watched the Tennessee game, and I was obviously pleased that LSU stuck with the best team in the country because they are. Let's be honest, yeah, yeah. Tennessee is the yeah. best team in the country, and that was the best pitcher. I mean, in the country, I mean, the best pitcher the best in the country. In the country. And you were barreling the ball up. You just had some unfortunate breaks. And as you said, they shot themselves in the foot. They did have the one error. Um, and but I think also, you know, overall in the tournament, they they played pretty good ball. Now I'm really interested, and of course, we'll get into this here in the next segment. I'm interested to see what they do moving forward, uh, heading into this regional. Um, but yeah, Reagan, what what are your takes? Because honestly, I I got to watch the Tennessee game, I got to watch the Kentucky game as we were traveling down there but i didn't get didn't get to watch any of game three versus kentucky yeah look here's my opinion on, on how it played out number one sec's got to figure out something different where guys are not playing till 115 120 in the morning i, I mean Amen. let's be real uh, i know i know there were rain delays but there's been there's been other uh, sec tournaments where 
teams were playing way late in the night. Um, LSU had to play two nights in a row until like one twenty in the morning. Your fight against Kentucky, you, you played way late, and then against Tennessee, you played way late, and then you had to get up the next morning and play yep. Kentucky the second game of the day. I mean, it's, played a major factor. I mean, it, it play, yeah, absolutely, it plays a major factor. And Kentucky played the game before us on the second day. So they got done, you know, around uh, uh, 7.30 or, well, well, it was probably like 8.30. You know, they go home or they go to the hotel, get packed up. They're in bed and asleep by, you know, like midnight, right? And they get, they get a full night's rest and, or, or maybe sooner than that. And they, you get up and you play LSU, who just got done playing at one twenty in the morning. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? And uh, I just think that SEC has got to figure something out where that's not happening because that is a severe disadvantage. Uh, it was a disadvantage for us without question. And you know, if you want me to describe how LSU played against Kentucky when we lost, it was asleep. Like, they were tired. That's It was very uh, evident that they – uh, were were not fully there, awake, uh, energized, and I, I think rightfully so. I mean, back to back days playing until the wee hours of the morning. It, it's just you and can't in expect game two, you're playing the best team in the country against the best pitcher. Playing the, the best team in the country, and you're giving everything you got to try and beat that team. Yeah, I just I, I, I something needs to be done about that. Okay, that's my first take on that. Um, I think the first game against Kentucky was was a great showing, and I got to agree with you about Tennessee. You looked that the way we played them. If we could have done a few things different and a ball, a few more balls could have failed. That could have been an entirely different game. You pointed out the call your Cranford hit. No question, if that lands, it's a different ball game. There was a moment in time when when uh, there were runners on base. I believe two runners on base, but it was first and second. Um, and Trey Morgan absolutely barreled a ball up, goes straight to the shortstop, right? Like, yep. I mean, and then there was another one where uh, I think it was Jordan Thompson hits a shot out to left field, and Stevenson, their left fielder, chases it down to close to the foul line and makes the play. Like, those are three yep. balls. Like, if they fall, it – it's a very, very close game. And like you said, we were playing Dolander, SEC Pitcher of the Year, probably the best pitcher in the country, uh, against the best team in the country until 1.20 in the morning. Like I, I was very pleased with our showing. And you know you know I'm what? We that. had like three of their runs were because of our mistakes. Yep. Like three of their runs were because of our mistakes. An error – um, there was a pl- there was a play where uh, the ball it wasn't counted as an error, but Ty Floyd probably could have scooped the ball and made the out, but he like it just like went under his glove like he just he didn't it. get out there and get it, yeah. and the runner gets on and eventually comes around and scores, uh, and I think Lipsius was walked uh, on the the triple from Jordan Beck, he was walked, and. Jordan Beck probably doesn't get to third base if Joe if, if Joe Bear's playing right field. Uh if he's not playing right field, obviously I'm not I'm not trying to put that on Joe Bear, but he, he hasn't played right field that much and he did not play the ball off the wall very well. Instead, he was, you know, committing to trying to get to the ball and it bounced off the wall, you know, rolled all the way back and he had to chase it down. Of course, Jordan Beck is running 
he was it was it was an easy triple. So yeah. he scores. You you have a a guy on first base who scores from first because you walked him, and then on a play where he probably shouldn't get to third base, the he doesn't play the bounce off the wall and he gets all the way to third and the run scores. So there were moments where if you played a little bit sharper defense, um, those those plays maybe that game maybe goes different if those hits you know land that were barreled up. Maybe that goes different, but I mean, I was honestly impressed with how they played, and I was honestly impressed with Ty Floyd how he held his own for five innings. I mean, he really did. It was I impressive. mean, at the beginning, it was at the beginning it was rough, um, but he held it together in the next few innings to get us through five innings when it was really close. Uh, I mean, it looked like he may get pulled in the second inning, and it was getting really bad, and his pitch count got up, but he held it together. And got you through um, to like five plus innings, maybe like five and an out or five and two outs. Um, so, and then, dude, Trent Bittmeyer, dude, he came in and shut the door. Like, he did. He he came in and faced. I believe it was like. I mean, I, I don't. He didn't allow a hit. He didn't allow a hit. I don't think. Uh, I, I, maybe y'all can correct me if I'm wrong there, but the dude came in and shut the door on Tennessee. And I mean, if your offense could have produced a little bit more, dude, I, I mean, that was a very, very impressive outing from Trent Vintmeyer and was very encouraging heading into the postseason, right? Because yeah. we know our bullpen has been strong and Trent Vintmeyer has been strong, but that was his best outing of the year. I mean, mm-hmm. that was genuinely his best outing of the year, and I was very pleased with that. And here's the big thing. Here is the biggest thing about all of that. You played Tennessee very well. You had a great showing against Kentucky. Yes, the third game, you were probably asleep from playing to 122 two games in a row, and you did it all without Barry and Doty. I was about to you say, You did yeah. it all without yeah. Jacob Barry and without K. Doty. Oh, and, and you also did it without wearing your yellow uniforms. Yeah, I mean, Tony <laughs> Vitello clearly he clearly did that on purpose. I mean, the, the top seed or the higher seed always has the preference in uniform. And, you know, they, they've been saying, oh, we're wearing gold, oh, we're wearing gold. And you know he picked the orange on purpose. You know he oh, did. Of um, but you did that without Barry and Doty. Imagine if you had Barry and Doty to play in that Tennessee game. I mean, just imagine. As, as like, I mean, they beat you by three runs, but it was a very competitive game, and you did it without them. I, I yep. mean, Barry is one of the Barry's one of the best hitters in the country. And, I mean, he has been on fire lately. I mean, he is – I think in the last few months he's been over 400. Yes, yes. And, and, and Doty, I mean, we know he can hit, and we know he's reliable at the plate. You know, there's – I mean, there's no telling, dude. And it was encouraging because, like, Collier and Bianco didn't play bad either. I mean, he was he was solid in the field, like he always is, and he didn't get many hits. Although he did get a few hits, he also got walked a lot. I mean, he got walked I think twice in the Tennessee game, and he got on base, and that brought Dylan Cruz up, right? And that's how he scored on the he got I think he got walked, and then Dylan Cruz hit that double and he scored because um, the the outfielder kind of misplayed it and bobbled it after he uh, picked it up. But, I mean, you got to love how, how they played even without those two guys. And 
if we if if you want my honest opinion, Zach, if you want my honest opinion, Barry and Doty probably could have played. I, I think they probably could have played, but I think the smarter thing to do was to keep them out, get them fully healthy, because obviously, uh, like a national championship, trying to get to a national championship is more crucial than the SEC tournament. Now, obviously, you want to do great in the SEC tournament, but you want them healthy for the regionals. So I think it was a smart move on Jay Johnson's part to keep them out, get them healthy. And you know what? After we lost to Kentucky, even though it stunk um, and probably took away – it probably was the factor in in, in taking away our hosting because I think if you beat Kentucky here, there we're hosting, uh, which we'll get into that. But even though – probably cost you a little bit of a deeper run. I think it's going to play a crucial role here in the regionals to have them back at a hundred percent and real like ready to roll. And dude, I think they're excited. I, I, I genuinely do. I think Jay Johnson was very excited with how we played against Tennessee. Uh, that well, was I mean, impressive. Did you even see the statement he made? I think it was today or maybe yesterday. He said, I want to go to Omaha more, like more than I can breathe. Like, yeah. that's how bad I want it. I want to go to Omaha as bad as yeah, I no to. doubt. Look, and and guys, I mean, he's gotten other. I mean, he's gotten Arizona there. Like, he knows what it takes to get there. He knows the expectation of LSU. Like, I don't think this guy is 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 going to like in an errant way like throw those guys out there because. He wants to win the SEC tournament. He's a smart coach and understands we need these guys healthy to make a deep run in the, uh, I mean, the College World Series. Uh, so I think he wants, like you said, he wants that more than he wants to breathe. Like that's more more than anything, he wants, he wants that. Um, so you, you go one and two. You know what? You, you played great in the first two games. Obviously, you lost the second one, lost the third one. Uh, I wasn't too upset about it. Um, I wish we could have gone two and two so we could have host, but with the draw we got, maybe it's not so bad. Maybe maybe not. it's not so bad. So we can we can kind of transition here. The SEC tournament is with Tennessee went on to win the, th- the whole thing. Uh, I kind of expected that to happen. I think everybody did. Um, but let's transition now here to. The draw. Zach, LSU is not hosting. They're going to Hattiesburg. First game against Kennesaw State. The other team in the in the in the regional is uh Army West Point. And they'll be playing Southern Miss on at one o'clock on Friday. We'll be playing Kennesaw State at six on Friday. What do you think about the straw, Zach? Dude, what all- do you think about the draw? I mean, I, dude. I'm honestly, I'm honestly elated. Um I, I'm really happy about it. Um, I know obviously LSU is not going to be the home team, but I, as we know, LSU fans are going to travel and they will be there. You know, no matter the numbers, whether it's small or, or large, they will be there. And uh, Todd Jones makes a good point. He says, I went to that regional in 2017, Hasburg. They gave MSU about 300 tickets. USM draws good. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited, Reagan. I think it is a good draw. I think it's a good matchup when you compare LSU to USM. 
And I really think it's a regional that LSU can make it out of. I, I think LSU is is probably the favorite in a lot of people's minds, you know, and probably a, a lot of national uh, writers' minds as well. So, and, and I think especially, I, I think with the fact that you, you mentioned sitting Barry, sitting Doty to make sure that they are completely healthy and ready to go. I mean, I, I am – Pretty certain that we are going to see Barry and Doty play. I'm pretty certain oh, we're going to see. There, there's no question. He said the 100 no, will be playing. Jay Johnson no said question. they're ready. Yeah, they are ready to roll, as you said. And you're going to be healthy, and you still have a solid, fantastic bullpen. It's that we we know you have to have in order to make deep postseason runs. Yeah. This team is built for a deep postseason run. They can hit the ball. They have guys that are that are talented all over the field, and they have a great bullpen. The starting lineup is the biggest concern for me. The starting lineup is the bit, the weekend rotation that is. Yeah, the starting pitch. Obviously, yeah, you have obviously you have Mikael Hilliard, and you and have Kyle Floyd, Floyd yeah. who's been inconsistent, but recently Reagan he has looked really good. His last two outings have looked good. Can he keep that pace? Yeah. I saw an interesting thing as well, Reagan. Now, and I'll get your opinion on this because I yeah. think I have to disagree. I saw somebody mention that, well, you know, outside of the SEC, Blake Money has been absolutely fantastic. Like when he's played in games against other opponents that were not SEC opponents, he's dominated. And that's yeah. that's true. When he's coming yeah. to ball games, when he started games against non-SEC opponents, he has dominated. You know, well, he, hurt, he hurt his hand in before the conference started, before conference play started. Correct, correct. So, you know, potentially maybe there's another arm there you can you can rely on. But I don't know, right? I have high hopes, and I, I hate to say that because I had high hopes going into this tournament that they would at least get two. They didn't, unfortunately. But as you mentioned, they were battling – a lot of different things, a lot of th- different things going, go, not going their way, really. Balls that could have yeah. bounced their way that didn't. Yeah. Playing late, not having two of your best players, all those things were were crucial uh, for LSU, and they just didn't have those things. Uh, those things didn't fall for them. So, um, yeah, Reagan, I, I have high hopes, and I fully believe LSU is going to make it out of this regional. Now, we're going to we're gonna have another show again, um, either – Friday early before the game, um, or or maybe Saturday after the game, um, yeah. game 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 one. So, you know, we'll we'll get a better judge of how this team is looking. You know, whenever we get there, but yeah. I, I'm 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 happy with where they're at, Reagan, and and I know it's it's a bummer that they did not get to host a regional and we don't get to pack out Alex Box. But I don't think it's worst case scenario. This is probably no. in in your in in my opinion, it's probably the best draw for LSU in this situation. I don't know. There may have been a better regional that they could have gone to, but I, I'm excited for for this regional with them, especially the opponents that they have. They can they can definitely match up well against these three opponents. Here, here is my hot take on this. Okay, are you ready? This may end up boating well for L- better for LSU than hosting. It could very well. Seriously. 
Look, I'm I'm not going to sit here and lie. I was pretty irritated, and I, I still think the committee needs to answer some questions uh, on on their decision. A lot of fans were because why is Notre Dame not hosting over Florida, over Auburn, over Georgia Southern? Notre Dame was 14 in the RPI and had a fantastic resume and was projected to host in everything. Why is Georgia Southern one who did not even win their conference regular season nor their conference championship hosting over Notre Dame? That makes no sense. Um, we have a bet from an LSU standpoint, LSU had a better overall record and SEC record than Florida. You cannot make your decision for Florida to host just because just because they made solely a deep run in the SEC tournament. You have to consider the season as a whole. They were 15-15 and 15 in SEC play in regular season. LSU had a better overall record now. They, they still have a better overall record than, than Florida now, and they had a better uh, – um, uh, um, what do you say? I'm drawing a blank. Conference record uh, as well. We were, we were 17-13. and 13. LSU has 18 conference wins in the SEC. When you have 16 wins in the SEC – you make it in the tournament 100% of the time. We are two wins above that. When an SEC team wins 18 games, they should host every single time. Todd Jones says RPI is a big deal now. I understand that, but the committee cannot has made it clear that that's like not their only criteria. Like They consider a whole bunch of things, but it seems like they, they leaned on the RPI heavily. I, I mean, they just leaned on it this year, which is kind of ridiculous because the RPI made no sense this year. And I don't know if anybody kept up with it, but like everybody throughout the SEC tournament, if you listen to the commentators, if you listen to the analysis, every you know, during, when it comes to the con- conference tournament time, everybody's talking about who's hosting, who's getting in, RPIs, strength of schedules, you know, quad one wins, top fifty RPI wins, and like everybody was saying, the RPI makes no sense this year. It's just really confusing. It it, it doesn't make sense, and. Um, it, it just it does not make sense as to why a team like Florida, just because they got hot in the SEC tournament, you're like, oh, well, we'll give it to them. It, it, I just don't think that's – it doesn't seem very fair when you consider the, the whole of everything. And you also have a head-to-head win against Florida. I mean, yeah. LSU went to Gainesville and beat Florida. Um, so well, there's a lot of inconsistencies there, Reagan, as you like, you've got, you've got, you know, teams that didn't have great RPIs that didn't do much and they're hosting. And then you have teams like Notre Dame who did a lot, had high RPIs and they're not hosting. So yeah, you, like, if you, what is it? <laughs> if you, the, the NCAA needs to like the way, the way this whole committee thing works out is like, they can make their decisions and ask questions like, answer questions later. Like, we're going to make our decisions. You know, nobody can say anything about it. We'll deal with it after we release it. Like, there has to be a criteria as to how they make these decisions. Like, if you're going to make it about RPI, tell the, like, the nation, hey, we're, we're, we're doing this based off RPI. Top 16 teams in the RPI, you're hosting. And you know yeah. what? Coaches will start scheduling games to manipulate the, the RPI. I mean, correct. There's, there's, I mean, that's what that's what will happen, 
And we saw some of that type of stuff happening with Texas A&M, you know, removing games off their schedule. So there, there needs to be some consistency with it uh, is all I'm saying. The fact that Georgia Southern didn't win their conference and they didn't win their conference tournament and they're hosting is kind of head scratching to me. Um, I, I, that doesn't make sense, and Florida doesn't make sense to me either because Florida played some pretty pitiful ball uh, at times this year. I know they got hot late, but there was times when Florida did not look good at all. I mean, just yeah. did not. Um, so we'll we'll see. But so I, back to to back to what I was saying. My hot take was this may turn out to be better that LSU did not host. Although I was irritated they're not hosting. The draw you got. I guess this may be another take, like hot take. LSU got this is my take on this. The hot the best draw in the draft. Or the, the draft, the selection. LSU yeah. got the best draw in the nation. Better than any other team in the country. I, I mean, you that, typically they they've been sending LSU out west. Yeah. Stanford. I, I was ex- I was kind of expecting it, Reagan. Right. I was like, you know, they might. I would have been surprised if like Corval, yeah, Corvallis or Stanford or something like that. I think LSU got the best draw in the nation. Here's why: number one, you're two and a half hours from Baton Rouge. Yep. And Zach, we got family that lives in South Mississippi, about thirty minutes from Hattiesburg. There is a ton, ton of LSU fans down in South Mississippi. And it ain't far. I mean, we're not getting on a flight. We're getting on a bus, right, mm. to go to this game. Number one. Number two, it's the 11 seed, and you're you got Kennesaw State and Army West Point are the other teams in this in in this in this regional. That's number one. Number two, you're pairing the sixth seed, Miami. Yes, is a good team, but Miami drew Ole Miss and Arizona. Like, they, that stinks for Miami a lot. Yeah. Like, I, I again, no idea how in the world Ole Miss got in over Alabama or and Kentucky. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. That, absolutely terrible. But Ole Miss and Arizona in, in one regional against Miami really stinks. And best case scenario, LSU comes out of this regional – and let's say Arizona or Ole Miss upsets Miami and comes out of that regional, now you're looking at LSU potentially hosting a super. Like, the positioning of this pairing with Miami, who drew Ole Miss and Arizona in their regional, which really stinks for them, this may turn out very well for LSU. Because let's say – LSU does get a host, they're going to wind up being like a 14, 15 seed if they would let them in, right? And then who in the world are you drawing? Like LSU would end up drawing somebody maybe like like Southeastern who just won their conference and uh, or maybe Louisiana Tech who beat us twice this year. And then Correct. you wind up like with a two seed in like TCU or Texas Tech. I mean, I feel like – Hosting those teams, like if you say LSU hosted and they hosted like Louisiana Tech, TCU, Texas Tech, somebody like that, that's a tough regional. But I mean, that would have stunk. But instead, you go to Hattiesburg, where LSU fans will flock to, 
you get a little bit better of a, like easier of a regional. And then you're paired with Miami, who drew Ole Miss and Arizona. Like the possibility there is going to be awesome. All right, let's hit some. I know Zach, Zach, we were saying we need to get to some of these comments. Um, we do but, have a lot in here. I know we got a ton. Some people are firing in, so we'll get to them and we'll discuss some more. But I think LSU, oh, I think LSU drew the best in the country. The best. That's why I'm excited, Reagan. I, I'm Location really wise, opponent wise, the pairing wise, dude, come on. I'm pumped the, about the, it. Just simply the potential that you can win the regional and potentially host the super regional still. Like you can still because Miami got that draw. Yes, because I mean, of the it, draw that Miami got. Like I'm rooting for I'm rooting for Arizona. I'm rooting for Ole Miss because LSU will host if they make it out of the regional. And then if you if you end up going like let's LSU host and you win your regional at like the 15 seed, you're going out west to play Stanford, right? Mm-hmm. Or say you're the 14 seed and you draw Virginia. You go you're going out to Blattsburg. To play them in their state, like <laughs> I, I couldn't. I don't think LSU could have drawn any better. So, but let's so fire in these comments. Up, well, before we get these comments, and I, I yes, promise y'all, we're, we're going to get to these comments. We are. I see. I see Todd Jones and Chipper and Chris and all y'all firing in here. We are going to get your comments. Uh, next segment is tell me ta. So y'all go ahead, send in your um, hashtag tell me ta questions. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be specifically baseball. Right. And it has to be specifically baseball. I know, obviously, that's the hot topic right now, so we will answer any of your questions. But, but Reagan, tell me, T.A., tell me, Reagan, um, what do you think LSU does pitching-wise uh, with the starting rotation heading into this weekend? Do they do they throw McHale game one? Do they wait to, to, to throw him against Southern Miss? You know, going into the SEC tournament, I was heavy on pitching McHale Hilliard in game two to potentially match him against Tennessee. They obviously didn't do that. They stuck with Ty, and even though they lost, it really worked out, honestly. Uh, and, and Ty looked really good. Do you stick with that same formula here in the regional? Yeah, you do, uh, 100%. Look, I, I know we like to draw, but we've drawn teams before like Stony Brook, Coastal Carolina, and you're thinking, man, we're, we got this in the bag. And then it ain't, it ain't true. Like these teams are playing in the NCAA tournament for a reason. Kennesaw right. State can hit the ball. Um, I, I've done some research into them. They they can hit the ball for real. Um, so you throw McHale. You, you throw McHale on Friday night. You put your best guy out there to put yourself in a in a good. Yeah, Kennesaw State can hit the ball. Can't be overlooked. No question. So you throw McHale. Uh, with the way Ty Floyd has been pitching, you throw McHale, um, and and you you put him in there, and. Hopefully he gives you six innings of his best. I mean, he's been doing that all year long. And you hold Kennesaw State, and hopefully with the return of Doty and Barry, with Cruz, Morgan, McManus, Joe Bear, they get back on the right offensively, and you take care of business. And then you throw Ty Floyd um, on game two against Southern Miss because he's been he's been pitching his best all year long in recent games. Um, the big thing is – is I think Southern Miss may uh, – we'll see because I don't – obviously I don't know their game plan, but their ace, their best pitcher, unfortunately for LSU, is a left-handed pitcher. So if they save him, 
for game two and LSU wins, Southern Miss wins, and they save him, you're going to have to face their best pitcher who's a left-hander, and that's going to stink. We'll see how it goes, but LSU has not batted that that well against left-handers all year long. So, But to your point, yes, Kennesaw State can't be overlooked. Pitch, McHale, don't go through the loser's bracket like we had to last year. I know we came out of it, but you don't have the pitching you did last year. You do not have the pitching you did have last year. Last year, you know, you had Landon Marceau. Uh, you had McHale. You had AJ, AJ Labus. Uh, like, you you could do that. You don't have the starting pitching to, to do that this year. You need to win. You, we need to win three and, and get out. Um, so, you, you throw your best. Anyways, all right, let's let's fire in these comments. Good. I see Todd Jones already got to tell me TA in there. We'll get to that in the next segment, but keep firing them in, guys. Keep putting them in there so when we get to this next segment, we can uh, discuss these things. All right, Southern's ace is from Zachary High. All right. And three of their starters have a sub-ERA of three, of under three or four. Kennesaw State has a good lineup with Hatcher, a MSU transfer. Yep. Leading the team and country in statistics. Yeah. I mean, Southern, that's why, Zach, I was telling you, you, you got to throw Mikel and, and then Floyd and, and get, get three wins and get out of there. Because yeah, if you go through the loser's bracket and have to like beat Southern Miss twice, like their pitching is deeper than ours. Our, their starting yeah, pitching. Our bullpen's deeper than their starting pitcher. Southern yeah. <laughs> They're reading our minds. LSU will get in trouble if they lose a game. A game Southern Miss has a deeper pitching staff than LSU. 100%. Our, our, that is the concern for this whole postseason. Um, your bullpen's nice. Your lineup, we know what it can do at times. Um, your defense, obviously, that's – I feel like we, we've accepted who that, how that is. Like, that's almost become a part of this team, unfortunately. And you kind of deal with it and go forward. But the biggest concern for me is starting pitching. We, we've got to have another guy step up. Like, if Blake Money could step up, that would be huge because that's that would be three guys we could have. Or maybe Sammy Dudden can get his good stuff working again. And maybe Blake Money steps up and you have four guys. Um, I think Jacob Hasty can have a better outing than what he had against Kentucky. Yeah. Obviously, that was not his best outing. Uh, he's been pitching very well recently, except for against Kentucky. So we'll see. But you, you don't want to end up in the loser's bracket and having to beat them twice uh, because they have deeper starting pitching. What's next? Right. What's next? Well, let's let's go ahead and let's take a break, and then we'll get to the rest yeah, of these other comments. I think we've addressed most of the comments we need to we right now. We can hit a bunch of these in TA if we need to. For sure. So y'all go ahead, y'all. I, I see Todd Jones sent one in. I love I love that we're getting some football ready, Reagan. I'm so ready for some football. Look, I understand it's baseball season, and that's what we're talking about right now, obviously, because it's baseball season, and rightfully so. You know, hopefully our Tigers make a deep run in this postseason, but I cannot wait for some football but let's go ahead let's take a break and then we'll be right back after this five star hero your intro and outro music for the tigers avenue show they ain't ready for that lsu go check out all his other music on all the major platforms don't forget to follow him on instagram at saints anthem and at twitter at one nation doty don't forget to check out his facebook page for all his saints and lsu merchandise five star hero can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly, 
and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein-Stevens, attorney at law. All right, we are back and ready for some Tell Me TA. If you are on Twitter, switch over to YouTube so you can comment. Uh, we are not able yeah. to see the Twitter comments. So if you're on Twitter, please do us a favor, switch over to YouTube or Facebook, either one, whichever one you prefer, and send us in your questions. Let's go ahead and get to some of these comments. Uh, Todd Jones, I do want to say, I, I think this is the first time I've seen you in here. You've probably been in here before, but maybe not commented. But uh, I, maybe the first time seeing your comments. We appreciate you, Todd Jones, and joining in Absolutely. Uh, to our to our live show, man. We, we really do appreciate all of our viewers. Um, and, and Chipper, I think I haven't seen Chipper that much either. Maybe he's newer. I don't know, Reagan. Maybe you've seen Chipper before. Uh, appreciate him joining in. Y'all, do us a favor, hit the like button and please share. Please share on your social media pages. Um, you know, we just got started not long ago. So uh, any anything helps. And uh, we, we, we're LSU exclusive. Mainly just we're just going to talk about LSU. Obviously, anything relating to LSU, we will as well. Uh, Todd Jones says, where are y'all producing this podcast from? What town? Um, so we originally, Todd, we are both from South Haven, Mississippi, just south of memphis uh yeah. i we we both also have some roots in arkansas uh i was in arkansas for six years came back uh i'm back in south haven now for 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 now <laughs> we'll see what happens um yeah. but i'm i'm here in south haven and reagan is actually in uh i guess technically we'll say jonesboro but technically walnut ridge walnut ridge arkansas baby yeah yeah not too far from jonesboro arkansas about 30 minutes but we are both from South Haven, the Memphis area. Yeah. As we mentioned on the show, Dad, uh, happy birthday to him. He was born in Delhi, Louisiana. Uh, therefore, the reason we are LSU fans, he decided when he was really young that he was going to be an LSU fan because he was born in Louisiana. Uh, and the rest is history. Uh, Chipper said, almost got in just like how LSU got in last year. It is Bianco's last year. And there was no business LSU should have been in last year with 13 wins and no wins in the SEC term. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's probably a factor. Reagan, what do you think about that? Maybe so. Maybe so. I mean, he hasn't announced he's retiring like Paul did, but it seems like he may be out of the, you know, headed out the door. I, I don't know if he's made that decision, but I think Paul made his decision to announce maybe to the committee. So that they could get in. <laughs> you know, so he get one last ride, and, you know, he made the most of it. Went out there to Eugene and won the stinking regional and, and made it to the Supers. Um, so Bianco hasn't done that, you know, so I, I, and I, I don't think it's like a retirement thing. Uh, maybe it is, but the old Miss fans have been very sour towards him this year, which I, I don't appreciate. I think he deserves a lot more respect than what they've been giving to him. Um, they, they act like they should be winning. I mean, fans are fans. They think you should win an national championship every single year. It's unrealistic. Um, and what he's done at old Miss has been incredible. I mean, uh, the only person to ever win uh, consistently tons of national championships like that was Skip Bourbon. And guess what? Mike Bianco was a part of that. <laughs> I mean, he was a player here at LSU when that was happening. And, I, I mean, if you want to get real, um, we consider Tim Corbin to be one of the best coaches, you know, right now. He's been at Vanderbilt for 20 years. He's only won two national championships. Um, yep. So, maybe they get in because he, they think it's his last year. But I, I feel like if he leaves, it's kind of been like a forced – issue uh which uh, is kind of a bummer but anyways what right. else we got what else we got 
Our first Tommy TA is from Todd Jones. He says, what? This is going to be interesting, Reagan. Uh, we're going to have to put our brains together Ooh. here. Uh, tell me, TA, what are the rankings of the SC West QBs this upcoming year? I mean, Reagan, I think we both can agree. Obviously, number one has got to be Bryce Young. I mean, Bryce Young is probably yeah, the best quarterback in the country. I know C.J. Stroud is up there as well. But Bryce Young's the best quarterback uh, in the SEC, and I don't think it is particularly close. I mean, the dude. If and if he has a and if he has a better offensive line this year, if he if he has a better offensive line this year, look out because he'll be he'll be even more scary. Um, but who else, Reagan? I mean, uh, I, I don't. My number two is is KJ Jefferson. Um, yeah, KJ Jefferson looks. Uh, KJ Jefferson was, had a great year this past year. Hopefully, he can be consistent with that. Uh, I think my number three would be Hendon Hooker at Tennessee. Uh, would be my number three. Um, my number four would probably be Will Rogers out of state. I have to agree. I think a lot of people are sleeping on Will Rogers right now. Yeah, I, I mean really he's do. a great quarterback, really great quarterback. Um, five, Will Levis maybe from Kentucky. Um, I'm trying to remember all these quarterbacks. Will Levis. Um, of course, we have some new ones like Jackson Dart. He's probably middle of the pack because I man hasn't proved himself yet. I wouldn't put him He's up there yet. You got to uh, figure out Mark who's quarterback Auburn. Um, you know, it's yeah. going to be either. Yeah, figure out who's quarterback at A&M. I mean, I guess Max Johnson. Max Johnson's probably going to be the quarter, starting quarterback at, at A&M. Um, let's see. Who is right, – Who's the quarterback at Vanderbilt, Missouri? I don't even <laughs> – <I don't know. laughs> Is it Baselak? Is Bayslack? Bayslack, I, I think Bayslack's still a quarterback he's, at Missouri. Bayslack's he's, a pretty solid quarterback. Yeah, he's he's a solid quarterback. quarterback. Um, so I think what they probably oh Stetson Stetson Bennett. I would Stetson probably put Bennett. him at six. He's uh, uh, guys. I people have said you know he's been underrated. He's an underdog. They went on to win a national championship. Look, he's got some great pieces around him. I, I, I don't think Stetson Bennett is like this elite quarterback. I know we forgot about him, like, and that's how easily I forgot about him that we didn't even mention George's quarterback. And I wouldn't say he's a game manager. Like, I don't think he's just a game manager. Uh, like, yeah. there's passes that he that he makes that are that are not what a game manager does. Um, yeah. Like Stetson Bennett is just he's a good quarterback. He's just he's a, a good, good quarterback. quarterback. He's not an elite quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. But he's a good quarterback, and he's he's more than a game manager, in my opinion. But Reagan, I mean, you know, this is something you know we're going to have to potentially wait to get into. But you know, uh, between these three guys at LSU, you know, where you know if you had to pick, you know, or at least pick one of them, or maybe just pick out of all the overall three, where did where does where does the LSU quarterback room, I guess, rank? Um, uh, or LSU QB, no matter who the starter is, where does that rank in your opinion? Because I mean, that's, that's obviously I don't think a big you can. Part, it's kind of like with Auburn; you just can't. I mean, it, it's going to be a battle to the end. Like I, I've kind of made yeah. my hot take on on the issue. I, I think the battles between Jay Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer. Uh, I agree. I, I love love Miles Brennan to death. I do, and I I hate. Uh, I mean, as faithful as he's been to LSU, loyal to LSU. Um, the offense does not fit his style of play. Um, need a mobile quarterback, and your mobile quarterbacks who can throw are Jane Daniels and uh, Garrett Nussmeyer. Now, Miles can throw, sure. And if the other guys just can't get the offense down, which 
Garrett Nussmeyer looks really comfortable in this offense. I mean, super comfortable in this offense on spring. And this was like the bare minimum package we saw in the, in, in the spring football game. But he looked stupid comfortable. But if the other two guys – I mean, let's say Garrett Nussmeyer and Jaden can't get comfortable in the offense, can't run it the way they want, maybe they go miles. I just don't see that happening. No, Mike Denbrock has been – and Brian Kelly have been running offenses with mobile quarterbacks for a while now. Like, I mean, let's – Desmond Ritter. Like, hello. You know what I mean? So – Yeah. I just don't think it, the job's his, but we'll see. I, I honestly, I feel like every now and then there in these situations, there's kind of a leader. Like at Auburn, I would probably say it was Calzada. Uh, I just don't think there's a leader. I, I really don't think there's a clear leader. At and you really have, really you don't. still haven't heard anything. Like you have not heard. I mean, I don't know about you, Ray, but I've heard nothing. I've heard nothing I mean, about it. It'll, it'll, it'll be till fall camp. I mean, it'll be till fall camp till we start hearing anything. And that Chipper means that says, Brian Kelly's been that way. That's true. Chipper says, tell me, T.A., where do you rank LSU's atmosphere in the SEC? Where do you rank them as far as facilities? What does LSU need to do to Alex Box, if any, to improve the atmosphere? Great question, Chipper. Great question. Yeah. Look, LSU put this – you know, this this stadium is – I mean, in the grand scheme of things, not too old. I mean, it's 2009. Uh which I feel like that wasn't that long ago, but good grief, it's 2022. 2009 doesn't seem that long ago, but maybe it is. But, I mean, Alex Box is a great stadium, but, man, these folks have, in the SEC, have stepped their game up. I mean – They really have. Like, there and, – and, and there's more coming. Like, like State has done an incredible job. Florida, you know, built a new facility. Um, Tennessee is getting a new facility very soon, and it's it's – I mean, they're going to make major improvements with Tony Vitello and this this revamp of Tennessee baseball because for so long it seemed like they were absolutely irrelevant, and now they're the best team in the country. Um, Vanderbilt, I think, is going to have renovations very soon. So, yeah, maybe LSU needs to get in the game. Uh, uh, I think they still have a very nice stadium, but maybe there's some new things you can modernize and add uh, to bring a new element. Maybe, maybe put in uh, – shout out Balcony Bengals. Put a student section out there for them. Like, designate a student section so, man, they, they can get out there and get rowdy out in the outfield. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what they would need to do. People um, have also mentioned, like, a berm. I, I don't think there is anywhere to put a berm uh, in Alex Box. Like, there's not a lot of space from, you know, the, 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 the uh, fence line and then you already have the the bleachers and everything that you have right now, and there's not really much you can put much more space that you have to put anything back there. I mean, no. you've got some fields back there, you've got some other buildings back there. Like you're talking about, and we sit, and we sit more than most in the SEC. We, I think we sit the most, maybe now. Uh, like right, like right. something something that would be cool, Reagan. Like like Vanderbilt does like the lighting, like the light shows. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's really cool. That I really would be. It'd be awesome if you got that for LSU and you you had like purple lights going, yeah. purple and yellow lights going. Yeah, that would be really really neat. Now, know, LSU did they did right. add that second screen too? I mean, in in the last two years they added that second screen, you know, out in like right center field, right center, yeah, yeah the with Planet like, Fitness, yep, yeah, Planet Fitness one. Now, number one improvement that needs to be made. You, you got to move the bullpen. There's got to be a bullpen. It it cannot continue to be in foul territory, and we saw that with the Auburn player. I mean, the dude had a season-ending surgery 
because he went over there and slapped his foot into the, the like the wood bench over there in the bullpen. Like it's got to be moved. It's got to be moved. I don't know how you're going to do it. What's crazy is in 2009 they literally forgot about the bullpens, and that's why it's in foul territory. They literally forgot about it. <laughs> I mean, how do you forget about that? I don't know, but they forgot about that when building a baseball stadium. Oh yeah, we need a bullpen. Um, like, where are we going to put these guys? Oh, I guess so, we'll throw them on the, at the end of the foul territories. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just now atmosphere wise, he asked about atmosphere. I think LSU probably has the best atmosphere in the, in, in the country. Uh, people try to argue that they have the best atmosphere, blah, blah, blah. Tennessee probably pushing you a little bit this year, uh, for sure. Uh, and it, I mean, it, it, has been, it has been lacking a little bit. Uh, Chipper said, and, there and needs to be re- what, some... what's wrong with the crowd this year at Alex Box? Did, did we have a game with over 6,000 attendants? Our fans just show up when we win now, slipping away in the SEC facilities too. There definitely needs to be some more loyalty. It, it definitely was lacking a little bit this year. For sure. Which was surprising, like with with yeah. Jay Johnson's New first coach. year, you, you would expect there to be a lot more yeah. involvement, a lot more attendance. So I I don't know what what is up with that. Uh, maybe maybe you're still having to deal with some some of the COVID you know stuff. Uh, people you know being a little timid to get out and 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 be around wow. everybody. I don't know. Um, I still think atmosphere wise, it could. <laughs> Here's something I'll say, though. I think this is the last year for a long time that LSU will not be hosting. I think this is the last year for a long time that LSU will not be hosting. That's a big I, take. I, I think uh, uh, Peter Burns, I think Peter, it was Peter Burns that said that as well. He tweeted that out, I think, tweeted, a couple days ago. Yeah, because he's a big LSU fan. I did see that, and I got to agree with him, and that's why I mentioned it is because I've seen that. I think this is the last time for a long time LSU will not be hosting. Jay Johnson is going to have this program right. He he has the right mindset, and and I've, now that he has these resources that LSU offers, he's uh, he's going to be a great fit at LSU. He, he's going to do great things at LSU. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, that, the fact that – I mean, Zach, put it in perspective. Last year, like – I think it was Chipper or Todd Jones said there was no reason for LSU be in the, the the tournament at all. Only reason was probably because Paul announced his retirement, right? And then you turn around, and for the first time since 2017, Jay Johnson's got us in a first round bye in the SEC mm-hmm. tournament, and we're pushing for a hosting side, right? And if you win that second game against Kentucky, you're probably hosting, like like that, right? And he he has, and our pitching staff is like. Our starting pitching is is almost non-existent. That's outside of yep. McHale, consistently. Consistently, I know Ty Floyd is coming on, but like we don't have any starting pitching outside of McHale until just recently with Ty stepping up. So the fact that he's done this with the starting pitching we have, and it's his first year. It's the first time for a long. It's going to be the last time for a long time. We're not hosting. I, I think so. I think the atmosphere is going to come back. I, I truly do. Well, Reggie, I think that's all we got. So we will take a quick break. We appreciate all y'all joining in. We're going to get Todd a quick Jones break. Has one more there about COVID. Oh, I see it now. With football, now. yeah. Tell me, TA, do y'all see LSU serving any penalties, or do you think the COVID bowl ban will be efficient <laughs> in football? Yeah, I think they're fine in football. I wouldn't worry about football. Don't worry about football. I wouldn't worry Don't about worry football. About Scholarship, Basketball, maybe. Yeah. I think with basketball, that's the only thing you got to worry about. 
football may go untouched. They may they may say, you know what, you did enough. Yeah, there may be some scholarship bans. Scholarship bans at the very most. It, don't worry about football. Don't worry about football. They're good. About. All right, guys. We'll yeah, take a quick, quick break, break, and then we'll be right back. Man, I get it My head to my bed. You know I'm fucking tired. But man, I got this Man, I got this My head to my bed. You know I'm fucking tired. man, I got this way. when I start. Hell, I be surfing I'm on him. us on twitter tiktok instagram and facebook all at tigers avenue for daily updates on the show and all things lsu sports if you're watching on youtube make sure to click off and hit that subscribe button at tigers avenue we broadcast all of our shows live on youtube facebook and twitter yeah boy swag surfing chipper yeah i love that that commercial zach did an incredible job on that i mean it, it just it gets you excited every time you watch it. you love it look guys i'm pumped for lsu baseball to make their postseason run i think they're set up to be uh to, to have a great run i mean it's gonna be a lot of fun down in hattiesburg we'll see how many lsu fans show up uh i, I can i can tell you from experience uh, we've been to Hattiesburg a lot, and there's a lot of LSU fans down south Mississippi and, and in the Hattiesburg area. So it's going to be a blast. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and we're, we'll, we'll Friday night, maybe before the game, maybe Saturday to recap day one, uh, we'll, we'll be back here in the Tigers Avenue to discuss it all. We appreciate all y'all jumping in and interacting. Chipper, Todd, y'all been really interactive tonight. We appreciate you hopping in the Tell Me TA segment. You know we love it. We'll catch you next time in the Tigers Avenue. Five Star Hero, take us out. Peace, guys. Who that, who that five star? Who that, who that five star? And the LSU Tigers, LSU Tigers. Who that, who that five star?